Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres, and if you'd like to apply to be a guest on the show, just head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, so today is a very special episode. We're bringing on Lakshman Cannon, who has just been announced to become an author in one of our upcoming Business Leaders Mission Matters books. Um, first thing, hey, Lakshman, just want to say welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Adam. Really happy to see you again. All right, Lakshman. So uh, excited to get into today's topic. So we're going to go into your background. We're going to talk a little bit more about your ideas around what you're doing, of course, at PwC, and uh, also a little bit about the book content itself, just so that everybody knows um, we're not going to do a deep dive on the book today because we will be bringing Lakshman back onto the show to do a second part of this two-part interview where we'll actually do a deep dive um, into the book content itself. But uh, just to get us kicked off, We will start this episode the way that we start them all with our Mission Matters Minute. So Lakshman, we at Mission Matters, we amplify stories for entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. That's our mission. Lakshman, what mission matters to you? The mission that matters to me, Adam, is help people manage risk. It could be for the company that you work for. It could be for your own small business, or it could be for your personal lives. How do you take like really successful concepts used by large institutions and apply for a small business or a personal life or just as an employee in a company? That's yeah. the mission I'm pursuing. So I want to, uh, and thank you for that. And uh, to go a little bit further here, like where did all this start? Like t- take me before, you know, becoming a partner at PwC and take me a little bit further back in your career. Like where did this idea of managing risk, where, where did, when did you get really interested in that? It came, the risk management concept kind of came a little bit like I've been working on it, like uh, on this since the 2010 financial crisis. Hmm. Uh, and just to give you my background, I'm a computer engineer. I've been coding since a very young age. Uh, I mean, one of the things you do with technology is make sure it doesn't break. So that is very inherent when you are a software developer. Um, and then I, after several years as a software developer, I got my MBA in finance. And then I worked in structured finance, creating like financial products, uh, many of which actually contributed to the financial crisis. So it's it's interesting. And then we were hired um, prior to PwC. I worked at Ernst & Young for 15 years, and we were hired by the Fed uh, to help with the financial crisis because there's not many people who understood the products, how they work. Um, I got to work with Tim Geithner on the maiden lane transactions. I worked on MF Global after they went down. I had like really good exposure into this uh, Wall Street firms uh, that stumbled, that caused the financial crisis. But after that, um, we've been there's been a lot of new regulations uh, from the government and uh, new risk management concepts. I've been working on that since 2010. Uh, that's what I've been doing. So I, I want to go further down the line of, of talking about risk and also how we should view it. But um, before we do that, I just want to pause for a moment. I, I do want to talk about the upcoming book. And, uh, and again, we're going to keep this piece of it brief for everybody watching and listening to this, because we will, again, be bringing Lakshman back on uh, the line for a deep dive into the book once it's live, because we do sell books. So yes, uh, we want we want to tease a little bit today. But uh, so Lakshman, um, keeping it high level, like what are some of the ideas that you plan to propose in the upcoming book release? Yeah, the book title like Master Risk, Master Life. Uh, the idea is you can have like a more fulfilled life and a personal life if you know how to handle risk. 
right? The, the underlying concept is, you know, there are three primary emotions that humans have, right? It's just like there are three colors. Um, you have three primary, which is like happiness, sadness, and fear. And we focus a lot on happiness, you know, what brings us joy, you know, rewards, what brings us punishment, uh, what brings us, uh, you know, sadness, which is like through punishments. But we don't focus so much on fear. Mm -hmm. uh, risk management is a really good tool to handle fear. Um, and, you know, fear is caused by, you know, stress, right? If you can overcome stress, right, we could be on shows, you know, you could be flying a plane, you can start your own business. Uh, life becomes a little bit limitless uh, if you know how to manage risk and which will basically help you overcome risk. There are many concepts that I go through in the book, but, you know, I'm happy to share more as you see fit. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll cut it there for the book. And don't worry, like I said, I'm bringing Lakshman back, but uh, circling back to the overall conversation. So, I mean, I guess the question here is, should humans trust their gut for risk or for, for managing risk? And, and if not, then like, what should they be doing? Yeah, that's a very interesting question, right? I mean, there were a lot of tools used uh, prior to the financial crisis, right? Like, but still, like a lot of these companies went down. And uh, I, I really, to answer your question, I, I do think we have a really strong uh, instinct. And I'll give, cite you like a study that was done, uh, I think, by John Hopkins or on mice, right? They, I mean, they basically, I mean, we learn a lot about like humans uh, by testing with mice. Um, you know, they, they throw them in like cold water, they increase heat, they like look at the stress level of this mice, how they handle it, how long it lasts and everything. And one of the things they do is they basically leave mice in an open field. These are like lab mice, never been yeah. outside, been inside the building. They actually leave them outside. And almost all of them do not move. And when wow. they test, the cortisol level is so high because inherently they know they're up for danger, right? Like, you know, there could be birds coming in and they're eating them or snakes. Mm -hmm. So even though it's not been taught, like, you know, in their gut, they knew it. And... Uh, it's what is more interesting is after some time you leave them out in the field, they start getting used to it. They do like you no know, day after day after day, and then they start playing all this stuff. But <laughs> even though they appear like very normal, having fun, but mm -hmm. when they measure the cortisol level, is still very high. It shows that your body knows that you're in danger, even though you know your brain doesn't necessarily know it. So the point is, I think humans instinctively are programmed to know. Uh, danger but they just sometimes cannot pinpoint and uh, even if they can pinpoint they don't know how to overcome it so that's what like you know the risk management concepts is basically seeing hey what could go wrong and having a methodology to overcome it hmm. how should somebody be thinking about identifying risks uh that's another good question so yeah the first step in anything you want to do in life right like you to identify what is the risk with it right uh, there is one method, which is very popular now because Charlie Munger spoke about it. It's just, uh, you know, sort of like inverted thinking, right? Mm -hmm. So he was a weatherman for um, U.S. Army Air Corps, and his job was to produce weather report, right? Mm -hmm. And he said, hey, what is the, instead of thinking like, hey, I need to get all this information, I need to process and send it out. That's mm -hmm. like really like forward thinking, right? Very normal thinking on how to do your job. What he that was, hey, I'm going to do like a inverted thinking or backward thinking, mm -hmm. which is, hey, if I'm going to, what is the easiest way for me to like kill the pilots who's going to be using my information? So you start, hey, I can start letting them fly when the weather is not right, right? They can, you know, uh, the wings don't move and you can crash. 
And the other thing is, hey, I'll give them like, hey, you can't go here, you can't go there, like a lot of restrictions. And then they run out of fuel and crash, right? Yeah. So this inverted thinking is basically sort of backward. Like, you know, the concept is really, right, avoiding stupidity is much easier than coming up with your own brilliant ideas. Mm-hmm. Find out, like, you know, if you were to analyze, you know, what are the most common crashes, common reasons for a flight crashes, you wouldn't think it's like running out of fuel, yeah. right? There are like two crashes every week mm-hmm. in the U.S. because pilots run out of fuel. Right. So like knowing what could go wrong can really um, help you manage that. Yeah. Let's go a little bit further, maybe in terms of um, in terms of tools or like things that people can be doing. Obviously, there's a lot of different types of risk out there, but just, you know, high level. What are some things people can think about when there are tools that they can use when they're thinking about managing risk personally? Yeah, definitely. Um, so there are a lot of, I mean, one step, like you said, is like to identify the risk, right? And then there are like, I mean, I'll give you like simplest ways, right? There are like yeah. four easy to use. Uh, it's the acronymous team. You can transfer a risk. You can eliminate a risk. You can accept a risk or you can mitigate a risk. And we all do it, right, on day-to-day lives without thinking about it. Um, the whole idea with the book is to being more conscious and being exposed to more tools. I'll give you examples, right? So transfer risk, right? Like, you know, you have a home, right? You have a car. What if your something happens to your house or car? You just go get insurance, right? Yeah. So you transfer that risk. You basically go get an insurance. You pay them a premium. So if something happens to your car, they'll replace it. Something happens to your house, they uh, replace it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's transfer. So next one is elimination, right? There are a lot of things we don't do, right? Like however much like, I mean, uh, we don't do anything illegal. We don't race yeah. cars on the street, Right. I mean, I don't do skydiving. I just think it's too risky, right? So there yeah. is like a concept of elimination. Hey, if it is too risky, you don't want to get anything close to it, just don't do it. That's elimination. And then the third is accepting a risk, right? Which mm-hmm. a lot of people are not comfortable with, but we do, again, do it day to day, right? Like think mm-hmm. about getting in on an elevator, right? Like, you know, I think like five people die every year and like thousands of people get injured just getting in on an elevator. We do it, right? And getting on a plane, right? I, I think it's very, I mean, flying at like, you know, hundreds of miles per hour on a metal tube. We do it all the time because, uh, I mean, I've been doing it for 20 years. My job requires oh, yeah. me to travel a lot. So I do it all the time. So we accepted the risk without even talking about it. Um, and then the last one is mitigation, right? Again, you can talk about like life insurance. You know, it doesn't bring you back, but it gives you, you know, some financial stability for your family, by getting a life insurance, we even like, you know, wearing seatbelts on a car, right? Like, you know, if there is a car crash, it's going to protect me a little bit. So there are like a lot of mitigation techniques you can do. Uh, I mean, this is just a team yeah. as an acronym for you to think about and how you can use it and be conscious when you actually do it. Yeah. And I, I know we're just scratching the surface on this one, but I do want to spend some time as well on really your work um, as a partner over at PwC. So tell us a little bit more about what you do. Yeah. So, last 20 years, I've been focused on financial services, uh, really doing like risk management using technology mm-hmm. um, and like regulatory compliance, right? So we work with, uh, you know, large financial institutions to like fintechs um, and like helping them with uh, using modern ways to manage risk, right? So there is like traditional ways, there is modern ways. And then instead of like throwing bodies at it, we try to, you know, create like products because a lot of the things that all these institutions is do is not very unique to them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there might be like proprietary ways to trade and process things, but 
but a lot of uh, the regulatory compliance and risk is uh, transferable. So we create like, you know, uh, come up with the thought leadership tools, products, and share it with clients so they can, you know, uh, pass their test with the regulators or if there is a recession, they are like in a better position than their peers. When it comes to risk management, I mean, you, you've obviously been working in this field a long time. You're worth a big, a big, um, you know, name brand company, PwC, huge company who hasn't heard of it. Um, I'm curious to hear from your perspective, like what kind of trends or like what do you find interesting in the space right now? Uh, one thing that's interesting is, I mean, I'll, so the general concept with the risk management is like saying no, right? Like business wants to um you know, do something and then the risk could say, no, it's too risky. Nobody else has done it, right? Yeah. So it really holds the business back and business is the main function, right? So they need to go make more money and they need to adapt to the trends. Yeah. But the risk is the way I like commonly see it is like, you know, the business being an accelerator mm-hmm. and the risk management being a break, right? So the thought is you cannot just keep saying no. So the idea is, mm-hmm. can you be a steering wheel, right? Oh, you can't do this but you can do this or you can do this under these conditions. So we're really shifting from, you know, there's a concept of first line, second line, Uh, first Mm -hmm. line is the business, second line is the risk management. The third line is audit, right? Mm -hmm. But anyway, the idea is the risk management to be more like uh, first line centric, more business oriented, uh, as opposed to being somebody coming in after the, after everything is put together and telling them what they should not do, et cetera. It's like, getting um, integrated with the business. So integrated risk management is the core concept. Mm-hmm. And uh, and one of the key things is you got to be just as smart or smarter than the business people. You need to really understand how the business works to find out where it can fail and suggest mm-hmm. fixes for them, right? So it's tricky, but I think that's where we are going. We're getting like, you know, a lot of people who really understand business coming into risk management. Mm-hmm and helping the institutions be successful. Yeah. And and his and this is kind of an evolution, right? So correct me if I'm wrong cuz historically maybe it wasn't quite done that way, right? It'd be especially if you were a larger maybe legacy company in an industry or field like maybe you were um, kind of catching up and or you know using or pulling new technology or something for maybe a smaller startup that was able to act a little bit more nimbly or able to take a little bit more risk than maybe you were comfortable with just based on whether it's brand, um, whether it's size of company, whether it's a lot of other factors, right? But am I understanding that correctly? Just to make sure I'm rounding that out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, like you know, risk is uh, primarily stemming from legal. Who has yeah. like hey, all these regulations you need to comply Bigger with? The company, right? The big. It's market. very, yeah. It's very like you know, they're like you know, financial services in general are like last to adapt any modern technology, yeah. and particular risk management is the most least. But then, like to your point, um, you know, there is an increased competition from fintechs, right? Mm-hmm. Like all these fintechs are not like putting like large number of like lawyers to figure out a problem they're using technology to solve it like you know there is a stiff competition Mm -hmm. and then the other side is the business is coming up with new ways they are using modern technologies Mm -hmm. right like distributed ledger and others so which is forcing the risk management to learn new technology but the Mm -hmm. most important of all is the regulators you know Mm -hmm. the the regulators are far and few right they're trying to regulate all these institutions Mm -hmm. they do not have the manpower so they are leveraging more and more technology to understand um, and manage risk. I'll give you like an analogy, right? It might yeah. be easier. So if you look back at like, you know, 
taking your car for inspection. Like, you know, I don't know, 30 years ago, people used to just come in, look at like physical inspection, right? Yeah. And uh, that's the old way of doing. That's how risk management was, right? Then now if you go in, they plug in like a device, they know exactly everything about the car and then they quickly diagnose, they think you're ready to pass. And then the future is as you're driving the car, they'll be able to diagnose which car is too risky to be out on the road. Like Mm -hmm. Tesla does it. In Tesla, you can actually go see the performance of a car and the regulators or let's say inspection agencies will be able to pull cars off the road because something happened. So that's exactly what regulators are evolving moving from coming in and like doing some, you know, audits, uh, looking at some of the documents to doing like collecting the data and testing it. So in the future, there'll be like, you know, live testing for risk. So the risk management in a company has to be smarter than the uh, regulators. So that's where I think the industry is going. Yeah. Now I know you're working directly with the businesses, obviously, and and that's whom your clients are. But I like to take a you know take a moment or two to maybe to talk about the the benefits or some of the outcome for the actual the C of the the C of the uh, equation of B to C and like the end users of these financial institutions. Like like how do they benefit from this additional these additional layers or this additional risk management? I should say. No, it's a very good question. Again. Uh, there's a lot of benefits. One, your company is going to be more stable, right? Mm-hmm. You, you like, um, and you can launch new products without worrying too much. Uh, if, like, for example, AAG, uh, I mean, did the most credit default swaps. It's a new product that was introduced that brought down not only AAG but also the entire U.S. economy, right? Like, so, yeah. so you can be but using better risk management concepts. You'll be able to do stress testing. And make sure it's not going to cause like any major damage. I'll give you an example, right? I'm a software developer. Back when I used to develop software, we do something called unit testing. And then you pass it to a QA. They come in and test for all the different uh, scenarios. And then you pass and it goes live, right? Even then, we are not sure because I might have missed something. The QA might have missed something. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, there is something called a CI/CD continuous integ- uh, integration, continuous deployment, mm-hmm. um, which is... When you're asking the software developer to basically write like a, another program to test itself. So yeah. if I'm writing like, you know, 100 lines of code, I have like 100% coverage to test all possible scenarios. So this is what we call it like fearless release. The mm-hmm. software that you, you don't worry about it. You know, there's no sweating when you release a software because you know you already wrote another program that can not only test it once, but continuously. And uh, so this is how like, if you take Facebook, right? There are like thousands and thousands of developers and they release every day, right? Um, to billions of people without fear that, you know, one program is going to break another program because of this concept of CICD. So we're trying to take some of these concepts that was very successful in software. And now that finance and other companies are leveraging more technology, how can you take this concept and, uh, you know, manage risk or like, you know, make sure everything is working and basically be fearless. That's the idea. Yeah. And and just, I guess, taking it a step further, um, you know, a company's not going to always, you know, you can't manage all risk, obviously. That's why it's risk, right? <laughs> but taking it one step, one step further, um, like what are some of the outcomes as we add these layers of protection? Like what can companies expect maybe when something goes wrong, like the responsiveness and the other things like that when they've done some of this planning in your experience, by the way? Yeah, I mean, when something goes wrong, right, like one, you need to contain it, right? And you need Mm -hmm. to do it quickly, 
right? So by leveraging technology and using some of these risk management concepts, that's, I mean, like, you know, the credit default swaps, like several people knew it was a problem, but it took a long time for it like to stop it. And most people didn't know how to stop it. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the thing with, I mean, I'm more focused because that's in finance, because that's my background. Plus that's where it's easy to create a product, right. And release it. Like, you know, if there is a new product, it doesn't take, like, you don't need to set up a manufacturing plan. Or like if you're releasing a movie, it's like, it's a lot of effort that goes on. Financial product is easy to create. And um, I mean, it touches everybody's lives. Right. So it's very harder to control. The benefit is, containment and doing it quickly. Um, that's what, you know, these concepts help you bring. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting. And one of the things that I also find interesting is the technology side of, you know, as we get better. So um, it's kind of inc- like uh, piggybacking on what you, your, your analogy talking about the car. I mean, just as we get better um, with AI machine learning, like how do these things fall into place? And again, not asking you to have your crystal ball, but like, as we look further out, like how does that enter the equation? Yeah, so one thing, like there's a lot of talk, right? I'm not in a meeting where machine learning AI is not missed, but one thing we need to realize is Mm -hmm. this is what they call like is the fourth spring for AI, right? So AI has been around, like when I read like, you know, I think like 1920s when I read computer science engineering, we learned a lot about AI. So AI has always come up and then kind of like diffused a while uh, after some time. So this is another time, I don't know if this has got like sticking power, but yeah, it definitely, you know, like talk about machine learning, right? Mm-hmm. People like in Princeton um, that I used to live and uh, they came up with like, you know, having people identify the crowdsource things, right? Uh, images, say, is it a dog or a horse, right? So they trained the machine. That is the first model that was done. But like Facebook and others take that concept, you know, how do you open up your platform to everybody and make sure people are not misusing, right? You don't want someone to go and put something nasty that you don't want anyone else to see. How do you stop it? But the machine learning, right, like the technology, and even um, for plagiarism, if you're uploading like a video on YouTube, it automatically checks if you're violating copyright violations and then stops you from doing it. And then Facebook looks at all the images you're posting, seeing if it is something others shouldn't see. It just blocks right away. Instead of like, you know, we're reducing the time taken for screening, Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but and also improving the quality, right? If somebody is like doing, if you're putting humans on it, they're going to be slow. They're going to be inconsistent. But like machine learning is a great, great way to teach the machines to do the work. I mean, highly repetitive work mm-hmm. without, uh, and doing it accurately. Like, you know, we get tired, right? They don't. Um, so it's, uh, I, I, I'm a big fan and I think there's a lot of possibilities for machine learning, particularly in this area. Yeah, I do as well. And uh, well, Lakshman, I have to say it has been great having you on the show today, learning more about your background, excited to promote this upcoming book with you and we'll bring you back on the show and we'll do a deep dive going further into risk. Um, but for now, I just have to ask, we're recording this in the end of uh, so December 2022. Um, what's next? I mean, what's next for you? What's next for your career in risk? Uh, for now, I'm just looking for a, a break <laughs> and uh, come New Year. Uh, I mean, we're doing a lot of new products we're releasing. I'm focused on that. I'm really excited. I, I, I don't know if I told you, we moved recently from uh, New Jersey, New York area to Austin, Texas. So it's been great. I'm meeting a lot of uh, awesome people. Uh, just to expand mm-hmm. my network in Austin. That's That's the goal. I did not know that. Ah, well, you have to tell me when you get out to California. That's awesome. I didn't know that. I thought you were still East Coast. So, uh, well, welcome. (laughs) Thank you. 
Awesome. Well, uh, if somebody's watching this, Lakshman, and they want to continue to follow your work and to continue to follow your journey or learn more, um, what's the best way for them to do that? The best way is to go connect with me on LinkedIn, you know, and send me a message. I, I follow and you can email me, lakshman.kanan at gmail.com. Uh, okay, I'm happy to respond, happy to connect. Fantastic. And we'll put that information in the show notes so that uh, um, our audience can just click on the links and head right on over and check out your LinkedIn profile. And speaking of the audience, if this is your first time engaging with or listening to a Mission Matters episode, we're all about bringing on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and having them share their mission, the reason behind their mission, their work, and uh, also what we can all learn and gain from that so that we can all grow together. If that's the type of content that sounds interesting or fun or exciting to you, hit that subscribe button because we have many more mission-based individuals coming up on the line and we don't want you to miss a thing. And Lakshman, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. I had fun with you today. Thank you, Adam. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.